0: Welcome, I guess, to the Ocho Paul NFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm a very deflated Steve, man. I'm joined by two guys who should be equally as deflated, um, I assume based on our start to the season. Welcome, Kamish, Andrew Helen. How are you, mate?
1: Uh, been better. But, you know, I guess <laughs> i live. You know, tomorrow's another day. Well, hopefully. I mean,
0: tomorrow's not even promised.
1: Um, what about yourself, Keeney?
2: I'm good. I don't. What, what's wrong with you, folks? Why are you like so down and dumps? I've had a win. Um, I'm I'm making my way back. I reckon the D's won the flag. <laughs> I keep a keen eye on my boy, the hipster Tyreek Hill, and he just exploded this week. I've had it. have had one of the great weeks of all time. What's What's I, going on? It's very somber, kind of mood out of you two, but I don't. I don't know why. You need to lift I'll, I'll tell you why. The podcast t-
0: two and ten. Two and ten is why what's, we're somber. What do you mean? That's that's the podcast hosts... Cumulative total of wins and losses to week four of the season,
2: um, yeah, and it was Maddie, the first
0: game and the last game. I won. I won week one. You won this week. Andrew yeah, has
2: troubled the scorers. If you take, yeah, I was going to say, if you take out Andrew, we're two and six, so it's more respectable, isn't it? <laughs> that's I don't know. That's that's old Fitzy numbers, that sort
0: of stuff. Two and six, <laughs> even
2: two and is unfathomable. We not, have, um, not, we do, we do have the three worst defenses in the league too three most points against which I actually might be making that up but in the in the bottom bottom four at least. Uh, we need a lift. We need a lift. Head. Oh no it's the uh, four. Now nah, you and I Keny are two. Keen your bottom two and then
1: um Manny's no excuse the fifth fifth yeah oh yeah yeah
0: nah, it's I don't know I'm flat I'm flat there's, there's, there's some big big quandaries down at the sensible haircuts at the moment as I'm sure there probably are at the Curse Breakers and at the pub, um, although I guess you've got a no, bit the of pubs, momentum at least. Yeah,
2: heaps. I'm, I'm right up and about. Yeah, I guess you're 100% since the D's won the flag, so it might yeah. be a turning point. Will will ever lose again. The people are
0: saying it. Maybe. I, I said that when Jack was born. I went on a two-game winning streak and declared I'd never lose a game as long as he lived. <laughs> and that's basically, it yeah, hasn't worked out
1: too well since. <laughs> Does I um, mean you're going to um, try and plan your next child to have him right before fantasy playoffs just to get those <laughs> two new games, two games in right when it
0: counts? Maybe. Well, because I won my first game after Evie was born as well, and then that, that's worn off quickly. So I guess the key is the closer you can have them to the season, the more there's well, positive
2: aura. I, I, I'd counter for that. Wouldn't you want to have them right at playoffs? Yeah. Just get that yeah, good maybe. juju coming straight in. Maybe. Well... It'll be, we'll, we'll
0: have a very, very clear way of uh, figuring out how this works because in some positive league news, we've actually got a new baby from one of the league members in the past couple of days. And I can officially break this on the podcast because it hasn't been posted on the socials yet. Wow. Um, Jared at the Fantasy Team, Woo. had a his, his wife Fee had a uh, lovely baby born during the games basically, this week. So... Um, <laughs> It was, I think it was Sunday night. So literally while we were all, should have been getting up, he was literally getting up in the morning and going and meeting his new child basically. Yeah. So big congratulations to Jared and uh, young Mabel, the the second of his daughters. So hopefully hopefully he is complete contrary to what we've been talking about because I've got him this week. And I reckon he's, <laughs> he's blood in the water, to be honest, because he I reckon he's going to be a bit distracted, bit yeah. sleep deprived not on his game. He's already underbid on a, uh, a waiver pick, which we'll get to later, which I've won, which is obviously the first of the mind games I've won. And the other thing is, and this is absolutely inexcusable, and it's why really disappointing people that have kids and choose to have kids during season. He, because the baby was being born, obviously a bit distracted, he took an inactive kicker into... The 49ers kicker into his game on the weekend. Very
2: Jared. Did, did he get hurt during
0: the game, though? Warm up, I think. He was a laid out. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. So that's, yeah. I mean,
0: you. you that's inexcusable. You've got to be yeah. all over that stuff. Doesn't matter if you're in the delivery room with the sleeves rolled up, delivering the baby yourself. You've still got to obviously yeah.
1: have the, the phone out just to quickly set your up. Yeah. That's why I'll never have kids. My
2: dedication to this league is. <laughs> That, that sounds like a legitimate episode from the league, that one. <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> it should be, actually. uh <laughs>
1: well, Darren, when I... you listen to this, are you able to phone into the podcast and let us know, is the name Mabel uh, inspired by the 1995 WWE superstar Mabel, Ooh. the 450-pound black man?
2: <laughs> ah, I have no <laughs> doubt it is.
1: Well, I...
0: As soon as I heard the name, I got the message and immediately replied with the YouTube link to the Goldfinger song from also the late 90s, Mabel, which great great tune that for anyone that wants to have a listen. We might post it at the end of the podcast if I can be bothered being technical enough. Some great lyrics there too, I reckon. Very inspiring to name your daughter after. Um, so, So that was one big piece of news. And there was another big piece of news since we last went to air. And that might be also... A reason for this person's form. The commission bought a house or a bought a new apartment.
1: Yeah, I'm a homeowner now, or I will be in a couple of months. Uh, so oh, yeah. I'll be able to hang out the belt for the month or so while I still have it once I've got the house. <laughs> the were way. you um?
0: W- were you using your sort of, I guess, the trade tactics that you've honed with Ben in the. Auction or the negotiations with the real estate agents.
1: I mean, I tried to offer them Sammy Watkins and to take five k <laughs> off the house, but they, they were like, "Who the fuck, Sammy Watkins?"
2: Yeah. It, was part, it was past week one, so they didn't want it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, congrats, mate! That's great.
0: Thanks, mate. It was the? Um, I assume, obviously, when you were house hunting, and you're entering your search terms into realestate.com, you're like, you know, at least one bedroom, at least one memorabilia room, nice <laughs> fireplace or mantelpiece to
1: hang my belt, just yeah. get the basics of, right. Yeah, lots of hooks for
2: Jerry Judy jerseys and um, championship belts. Yeah, Fantastic. I was going to say, well, as you, as you both know, when you're buying a house, you've got to give and take. And I, I think you're on the money there, Steve, just in terms of the, what the priorities were to have, that uh, memorabilia <laughs> room, plenty of hooks in the house. And if there was no kitchen and no bedroom, and so be It's <laughs> not that important. Always, yeah, go to the toilet and the shower
0: if you need to. Um, it's, it's more important to have somewhere to hang your belt. I'm sure we're all looking forward to getting down to your place for our draft next year, Andrew, once the sure year three of COVID won't happen. So we'll go. you you double vax? It'll be fine. Absolutely. I think we're a double vax league at the moment. So before we jump into the teams and the results from the last couple of weeks, uh, let's go again with our front-page news highlight of the league over the past few weeks. Andrew, do
1: you want to kick us off? Uh, Front page. Hey, big spender. Uh, Ocho Bowl spends up in unprecedented um, waiver claims. Um, uh, Maybe the two biggest waiver claims in Ocho Bowl history uh, with my one for actually i think yeah ben on jefferson last year might have beat my one this year and then are uh, you spending uh 71 on uh williams beating out keeney who bid 68 and then there was a bit of 42 and 35 as well so big money on him and then i have spent way overs on trey salmon at 51 and then i can't remember if it happened after our last podcast or not but Kamo also spent big a couple of weeks ago on Heineke as well. So um, probably three of the top five biggest waiver bids ever, um, which I think is probably with the less bench spots. You know, if someone comes available, you've just got to get them, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, the yeah, 64 Kamo bid on Heineke, which I thankfully bid on, so I can check that. Um, yeah, I, I well, I mean, I can speak for Damian Williams. Certainly, I reckon... He's a potential – I probably won't start him, but he's a potential or very easy starting running back. So you get him for five weeks. I kind of treat Fab as like you might use it to chip away at defences and stuff, but it basically it's there when you really want someone just to throw it all at him and try and get him. So um seemed like I picked the right number. Keeney, 68 was your bid. And then Woodsy, 42. Havers, 35. And Jared 27.
2: So a bit of interest in him. Yeah, there wasn't a heap of science to my bid. It was just however many dollars I had was what I was going to throw at him for that same reason. <laughs> I didn't round. actually look at how many were left on everyone's rosters, but, yeah, glad to get him.
0: I mean, the, the irony is he's on he's an injury cloud, so he could not play this way.
1: Yeah, I think he <laughs> is. He only had, like, a bruised hit. They normally get up right. for those. They should be right, yeah. He'll I'm, right.
0: I'm pretty, pretty happy to slot him into the sensible haircuts, and it's obviously semi-panic stations down at the – the barbershop at the moment. So we pretty, pretty handy to bring him in as an addition. Um, y-
1: your one, Andrew, talk us through Trey Sermon in the fifties. Uh, I just think he's probably better than nearly any player that's going to come available. Um, he's also has keeper value next year. So I think he'd be a six rounder um, to keep, which is if he takes that running back one spot in the team, they switch to Trey Lance like that could be a easy keep um, and I don't really have any keepable players at the moment I think like so sort of getting a player that I can keep next year and he might take like it depends him and Mitchell who knows what Shanahan's doing but I just think he's probably the most talented player I'll be able to get on waivers this year so go big
0: yeah yeah makes sense um, I feel I feel aggrieved that I somehow lost, I bid $2 on defense and didn't get him. That was, the Patriots had five bids, and you were one of them, Woodsy. Um, So Woodsy got it for four, I bid, sorry, Woodsy got it for four, Havers bid three, I bid two, you bid one, and Cam bid zero. Just the old 4-3-2-1-0. Real (laughs) coordinated sort of bidding there from the league.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're playing Houston, they look cooked at the moment, and um, I mean, the pasty's good, so yeah, if, I mean, you might be able to steal a win if they put up 20, 25
2: points, if it's a close match. So um, I think it's worth the bid. Yeah, Davis Mills was not good last week mm. against Buffalo. I think Buffalo scored 20, didn't they? Uh, I think they scored more than that, even
0: 22, I think. Yeah, I had him I in another that. league and they were 22. Um, and Samar J.P. Ryan Keeney, you, are, you banked back on him when you didn't get Damian Williams, 25.
2: Yeah, um, I think Joe Mixon's a chance to miss this week and I just think he's basically their direct replacement for him. So, um, yeah, I think Joe Joe's always had a bit of an injury cloud, as you know, Kamish. So um, I think he's a pretty clear handcuff if he does miss a bit of time and I think he's pretty startable if if Joe Mixon's out. So he's happy to spend a few dollars his way. I
1: mean, Mixon was oh, shown dancing after the game and if you're dancing, you surely can't be injured.
2: Mate, he, he probably got injured dancing, let's be honest. I
1: mean, that was because last year after he scored the touchdown, he was shown dancing and then didn't play again for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, and so all the Nixon fans are just like, he was dancing, he should be fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are uh, you don't need to be fit to dance, as a few people in this league have attested over the years. <laughs> Very true. Um let's let's move on. Keeney, what's your big highlight of the yeah, today. Well, there can
2: only There's be one, the right? Weeks. There can only be one, and that is the the quest for six and how that's playing out. It's oh. I, I'm not sure if do we need a team name change here. The quest for six may just need to change to the quest for first. I don't know. Like the quest for the belt, quest for he's- the belt for four and oh boys, and um and interestingly, ninety eight dollars of fab left. So just just happy with what's on the table there, and he's and the way in which he's drafted. Um, you know, 509 points against lowest in the league, that certainly helps proceedings. And maybe that's the question mark I've got is that, um, you know, this is basically the time when, you know, Fitzy basically checks out. Four wins is normally where, where it ends for Fitzy. Mm. Um, that's traditionally, true. that's his average. He's, a he's of got 0.12 1, 2 to line. go. Yeah, yeah exactly. 0.12 so left and he's finished for the year. I just wonder if he gets the staggers and, and um, I know... Andrew, you've been feverishly looking at a few stats, and I, I believe that the stat is if you do go to 5-0, and o, no one's ever missed the playoffs. Um, I can reveal that on the podcast. So the, even though 4-0, and o, it's a, it's a pressure-filled 4-0, I feel like. Do you guys agree? I do. I feel like
0: we went into this week with Fitzy and against Havers, the two undefeated team, Battle of the Titans, and I think we all pretty comfortably thought Havers are just put him back in his place. And Fitzy just, it, it reminded me of that sort of, I don't know if you guys remember it, it might have been 2009, St Kilda versus the Bulldogs. Sorry, St Kilda versus Geelong. Both teams undefeated at about 9-0. and um, Michael Gardner kicked one on the siren, basically, to win the game for St Kilda. The upstart's just shocking everyone. And that's what it was like. That was Fitzy. Just the Michael Gardners of the Ocho just, standing up to the big dogs who you know as we were talking about two weeks ago just have it in the bag season wise mm-hmm. he goes four like and 0, Kass, the only thing he's underneath. known to
1: have underworld connections as well fitzy oh,
0: yeah yeah a lot of similarities a lot of similarities um fitzy you know everything's falling his way he's, his issue forever has been oh you know i've got to get up on the trades we've got to work on the construction sites he got Daniel Andrews to shut down construction for him, so he can focus on his <laughs> oh, fantasy team. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he the he has—he's got absolutely everything flowing his way. He's got connections everywhere. I—I'm I, not sure the juggernaut can be stopped. I feel like the train's left the station. I reckon. You know, I just—I just can't see how he doesn't make the playoffs from here.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's—he's he's looking ominous. He's—is uh, <laughs> it—is a wrestling fan? If I made the mistake, of I've done the tattoo bet. And brought in the belt at the same time and just like he's fine, like, <laughs> oh, I didn't care about the 500 dollars for winning, but the chance to wear a wrestling belt for a year is just too much room, too much room to pass up.
0: If you, if you think about all the things that have conspired to help Fitzy this year. So number one, you know, real statistically, least points against. Number two, you bring in a wrestling incentive, as you say. Number three, Mighty Ducks release a program after 20 years in the preseason just to get him really fired up and up and about. Number four, construction gets shut down, as we mentioned earlier. (laughs) Number five, he somehow doesn't have all his players get injured or retire before the season starts for the first time in living memory. Number six, the tattoo is just if anything, probably irrelevant to him, but, but I reckon it's just got the will of everyone else. And then finally, and probably most importantly, he obviously went the omen drafts as well. With the old Hunter Renfro. so I, I just I just can't see good things come in Sevens, he's home. Good things <laughs> come Are you in ducks
1: sevens? Currently four and one. May what's Edison paying for the flag next year? We
2: should. Oh, be on the
1: anything oh. he touches at the moment, for get the, on
2: it. For the love of God, though,
0: <laughs> <laughs> not not that.
2: <laughs>
0: um, well, my my headline, and uh, I'll, I'll put this into headline for you. Um, Extra, extra! League furious as Andrew exploits his reserve team again. Trade raping Ben. Um, big one for me is just this whole, this whole real subtext of the, it's almost Ben's team is being a football factory for Andrew's squads, just feeding in talent as he needs them. And obviously, we've we've seen it again with the Kelsey trade a couple of weeks back. Now, I was I, I don't I don't reckon. We should lose sight of the fact that your squad has been bolstered years and years and years in a row by Ben's team just because you're four oh four. I reckon there's um, there's there's nothing formally wrong with the with the trades, but it just always seems to flow one direction. Which might just be you, you're the Ben Whisperer and can manage to talk them into trades when no one else can, not or there might be something sinister at play. And I know it's been a big discussion point amongst the league over the
1: past couple of weeks. And, uh, yeah, I think just jealousy. If you, just because you guys can't get trades through and I'm able to get them through, you know, maybe get better at trading. Maybe don't offer <laughs> junk like you do with Z and Dale. Uh, maybe offer some fair trades that he might want to accept. I know that Ben tells me the trades other people send him. I know the junk you send him. So, um, Oh, I'd say it's not a me
2: problem; it's a you problem. Speaking of speaking of uh, Dale and Woodsy sending junk trades, my God! I asked I asked Woodsy this to, tonight. He sent me one tonight. I had to ask him if his name was changed to Adrian
1: he, <laughs> you know, if, he,
2: if he picked up a job at the Bombers in the off season. Oh. It was unbelievable. Dodoro Woods. Oh, Dodoro <laughs> Woods was out out in force. It was well, just... well, name and shame. What did he throw at? Look, I won't, I won't name specifics, but if you can look at his roster, you'll work it out pretty quick. But he wanted one of my top-end QBs for just a poo-poo platter of, you know. <laughs> he's rep, trying like, to get rid of those RB eight RB, wide receivers he's got. RB 30 and wide, wide receiver 60. That's what he wanted for it. So I didn't, I didn't know if that was going to cut the mustard, but I appreciated him going down the Dodoro path. Um, <laughs> I, I know he he's quite fond of Adrian, so. Just looking to uh, live up to one of his idols. It's good. Wow. Yeah. It's
0: trading hasn't been a big feature of this season. We haven't had a lot. Obviously, Keeney, you and I did the old Calvin Ridley for DeAndre Swift trade. Um, that worked out well. Week one for both of us. <laughs> well, like, yeah. I mean, Jesus. I guess I, I technically won, and I think he scored a couple of points more. But, uh, but I feel like that was they're good players, but yep. it's more positional trade for both of us than.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think that again is when we brought in the extra spot. I thought there'd be more trades for depth guys, but I think it's just people don't want to trade for depth because the depth guys you have are the guys you yeah. like. So,
2: um, and I think and in they, retrospect, and they're quite valuable too. The depth, I reckon, and I reckon we're going to see that when buyers start hitting, yeah. just how important QBs are in buy weeks, just how important having good bench players are in, in bye weeks as well. Um, so that's a that's a pretty interesting discussion point, I think. Yeah, I think
1: yeah. it's come next season. Number one on the agenda will be either going back to six and IR or even five and IR. So I think it just you give. I mean, being at the being at the bottom for the first time in a while, like it's hard to sort of move up when there's no players on the waivers, and then you try and do trades, but then everyone has depth because they've got all those waiver players that you would normally pick up. So. Um, And then you can stall, like, two players that are injured, like, I'm carrying Judy and Tyrod Taylor, which I wouldn't do if we had sort of less bench spots. So um, I think that'll definitely be the number one rule change. I'll be looking at a change in the offseason,
2: I think. Yeah. the, (laughs) (laughs) the,
1: The only thing I would
0: say to that is I feel like we're all carrying a bit heavy at the moment because no one's really felt their way through the keeper bit. So it's the first year of keeper. So I reckon every team's carrying one to two players that they're thinking of as a keeper not as having any value for the season.
1: Yeah. And part of that I think as well is that there should be a cost for keeping those players. At the moment, there's no real cost for like Camo having Cam Akers or whatever. Um, Yeah, but I think there will be once you
0: hit the bites. Because I think right now, like if you've, so if you look at my team as the example, I've got, um, I've obviously got my starting team and then I've got I'm carrying to Sean Watson who's purely just carrying I've got one depth quarterback I've got now two depth running backs one depth receiver one depth tight end and I've got a Quez um, Rockins who I, I'll get rid of soon probably but he's purely there because I took him last round so I want to see if there's any value as a keeper and then I've got my IR go which so basically I've got t- the double depth at one position single depth at every other position which is fine, a double buy and I've got a zero. A single buy and I'm down. I can't h- handle any more injuries. Like I'm right at the edge of, of being able to do anything else. And so I feel like every team's gonna be like that.
2: You're either yeah. gonna to have
0: to waiver guys through the bye weeks, which means you're turning over the same player position, or you've got to be lucky with your bye weeks, or you've got to drop those depth guys. So it might be easier to hang on to an acres or someone now, but I don't know. I can't see Quez Rotkins surviving the season for me unless he just almost becomes a starter because I'll need the spot.
1: Yeah. I mean, I will see obviously it might change because of that, but um, all right. that's just my thoughts at the moment. But I mean, if everyone wants to just stay, obviously I'll keep it, but see how we go at the end of the year.
2: And I think um, you touched on it earlier, Kim, it's just um, even around towards the back end of the year when maybe there's a few teams that are out of the mix. And if there's some trades involving some juicy keepers, and just how that's going to go down. So there might be a bit more trade activity towards the back end of the year. I don't know. I yeah. think that's a pretty good prediction that you made a couple of weeks ago. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think you're right.
2: Let's jump into the teams.
0: Um, so rather than going through the two weeks of results, we'll, I, might, I might just give you a really quick skim through the two weeks, and then let's go team by team. So week three, if we can turn our minds back to that, um, Cam got the job done over me, 157 to 135. Havers continued on his merry way, 169 to 152 over Dale. The cleats and potatoes, Woodsy, put up a league-leading score that week of 183 over Keeney at 138. Um, Jarob, 173, got the job done against Tummo at 137. Bitsy, obviously we talked about undefeated, pipped the Kamish 143 to 137. And Reese 144, knocked off Ben, who is still winless, sitting at the bottom of the table, um, 130. So then we went into week four with the two undefeated teams at that point in time, being the Dr. Jones, Havers and Fitzy. They played each other and Fitzy, 163, got the job done against 130 for Havers. Um, I put up a pathetic 105 against... Uh, Dale, 170, which ironically, I knew I was in trouble because that was the closest. I, I've been projected to win by at least 20 every week. So the projections love me, but my team's terrible. You It know, doesn't actually score. And I was only projected to win by 19.8. And I was like, I'm, I'm in trouble here. So good, could see the projections on the money again. I lost by 65. Um, Camo, 158. Knocked off. Woodsy, 125. Reese 144 in a bit of form. Knocked off. The Commish, 127. Finally, in representing the podcast in good style, Keeney just went bang, 142, knocked off Kelsey Clinton Ben with 86. Cool. The sub 100 scores in this day and age, with that's worse than a Nintendo. It's not on. Put it that way. <laughs> Nintendo, that, that takes me back. The, the Nintendo didn't have had one less quarterback and one less
2: extra starting position. position. Yeah.
0: Um, he had a shocker. Yeah.
2: And I think his defense scored 20 out of the 86. It was a oh, genuine stinker.
0: That's, that's that's yeah, he, Ben wouldn't have been too happy Monday morning to start the week. Um, and then Jared, the old fantasy team, too busy having a baby to put up his best effort, 142, got done by Cam, 162, who after an 0-2 starts hit a bit of form. So that's the results of the past two weeks. Why don't we jump into going through the teams? Um, we won't do them exactly bottom to top order, we might jump around a little bit, but let's start with the bottom with Cam. i uh, sorry, with Ben. Oh, and four, the old Kelsey Clinton. Boys, where do you reckon his seasons are? Obviously, Kamish, you, you'd go watch these guys play in the curtain raiser before your game. So you'd be closest to it. What are you thinking?
1: Um, I mean, it's not good. Uh, that's for sure. Um, but I mean, you got to be like, while the team was bad, like, you look at what happened this week, like, fields. Harris, I mean, Har- well, Harris wasn't going to much this week, but, like, Fields uh under 10. Shark gets injured on, like, the first play of the game. CD Lamb, two catches yeah. for 13 yards. What's going on there? Um, Kittle's just been a disappointment this season. Brady has his worst game for the season, and Tuba, less than 10 points when He got a lot of work as well. So it's um, just one of those things where you just, like, I like some of those players, but they just didn't perform on the week. Um, just speaking of Fields and Kittle being
0: disappointing, just funny to revisit that trade offer from a few weeks ago now where he was getting offered basically to trade out Fields and Kittle. Fields, since becoming the start, has put up three and seven. Um, as you said, Kittle hasn't had a great year. He's, um, I mean, they're not bad players. Well, Fields might be a bad player. How bad was he that week three? Like he got sacked nine times. He, he threw for like... One yard. Up. Yeah, well, in the end, it was 68 yards. I think he had one yards or halftime or something. No, it was
2: 68 yards he threw for, and he had 67 yards worth of sacks. So net yeah, result, he right. threw yeah, for one that's, yard.
0: That's right. Yeah, It's
2: unbelievable. It's eight sacks or something. Um, it was, you felt yeah. sorry for him. It was just... He had no idea. Yeah. What to do. Ben Nagy, he, he was running the same plays
1: he would with Andy Dalton. It's like you've got a Ferrari; don't give him a Ford Corolla's playbook. <laughs> yeah, You did get the um Ben this
0: week got the I guess the free kick of chuba Hubbard, but um he obviously, I mean he, he'll be as long as McCaffrey's out, he's 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 got upside, but obviously probably a bit less than what he was hoping for with just the nine points. And yeah, as you said, it was pretty. Pretty awful. The only thing that worked for him was he got Jamison Crowder back, who looks like he's just going to go
1: straight he's back into being the main weight. guy. Like last week for pretty really? much nothing, which is a good yeah. waiver pickup. Yes, yeah. And Mooney looks good as well with Fields this week. Um, like he, he might have taken over Robinson as his number one target there. Hopefully not, but um, I mean that's why I drafted him. And then he like he could be a good keeper as well because if Looks like Robinson's going to leave. He's on the franchise tag, so you get him for yep. seven three hundred or something next year if he's a number one option.
2: Yep. Mm. Uh, and speaking of speaking of um, getting blokes off the waiver wire for nothing, um, so obviously Ben is zero and four, but geez, hasn't put a dent in his Fab yet. The only league member not to spend a penny. You would have thought he might be start to get a little bit more aggressive given the uh, situation of his season, but. Uh, Maybe just holding back for that real deal that he's interested in. I'm not sure when it's coming. Has he has he given up, Kmita?
1: He's still, well, he's still starting a lineup. But I'm um, seeing him on Friday.
2: Oh, that, so... Wait, so we're four weeks in, and you're pumped that he's still starting a lineup? <laughs>
1: Jesus. I, I define giving up as not starting a lineup. So, um, uh, I don't know. I'll speak to him on Friday. I'll see how he's uh, feeling about the season. I can report back on it next week. Oh, on the you, week after,
0: as the as the head coach of the organization, you might need to might mean to make a change of reserves coach if um <laughs> if 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 he gets to sort of zero and six type territory. Um, let's let's move to our next team and the, this guy started zero and two and then he's just gone bang bang, knocking off a couple of big scores in a row. That's Cam, the old Urban Weiner, Urban Mahal Mobile, which is a very aptly named team at this particular point in time, given the extracurricular activities Urban Meyer's been getting up to.
1: Um, where you guys reckon Cam's at? Uh, his team's looking pretty good now. Like, you look at... So Barkley's starting to look like Barkley again. Um, Prescott's, like, he had that one bad week, but he looks back to being Prescott again. Um, Allen, like, you'd be a little worried that... Mike Williams is taking over a little bit. Um, but, I mean, he's still putting up good numbers. Um, Woods is probably his main sort of issue in that he's just not a part of that offense, it looks like. Mm. Yeah.
0: R- Ruggs has got, like, he- he'll have a couple of big weeks, you reckon. He-, he just feels like one of those, like, Deshaun Watson types who's just Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Deshaun Jackson types Jackson. who just yeah, will, yeah. yeah, nail a couple of big plays on a week and have 200 yards and two touchdowns kind of thing. Like, it'll come at some point. Yeah. I like are, Baker Mayfield uh, too. really like yeah. him. I wanted, I wanted to draft him, yeah. He hasn't been as, great. As, but just, as the second one, yeah. Yeah, I, I just like him as a quarterback. Like, I guess think he's a good quarterback, full stop, which doesn't always mean amazing things for fantasy. But when the games are close, those guys are good because they just kind of stand up as the game goes on. Yeah. Um, um. He's got the Colts D as well, which I reckon is is useful. There's a couple of score like good scoring D's at the moment, and they, they seem to be one of them.
1: And they got a Houston next week, so if you're playing him next week, for might be in trouble. he yeah. will be up yeah. there. He's playing uh me. Oh, joy. He's um <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Oh and five. Um, he's yeah, well, look, you, you know, get around him. He's um he, he beat me relatively comfortably, 20 odd points, and he did the same to Jared. So he's he's had a relatively calm couple of weeks. Um moving on, we'll skim across this guy because he's up and about at the moment. His D's won the flag, his team's now three and one, everything's falling in place for him. The charges.
2: The charges, Danny
0: thought we were talking. Yeah, we just i saw you just lifting and getting very excited there uh, until we said three and one. He's, <laughs> um, his charges as well, just playing some very, very good, yeah, um, football, football in the yeah, mix.
2: They're,
0: yeah, they're thereabouts. They've been promising for a long time, and this all they had to do was move on from old Philip Rivers and,
2: and get a good coach.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, that's helped, I reckon.
0: Just that they're up and about. So, yeah, Kamo doing pretty well. Again, bit of luck. You know, he's he's sitting fourth and he's had 100 less points than, you know, most 50 less points than half of the guys around him, but pretty par for the course for Kamo. Um, Kamish, I know it's a long way away from where you are at the moment, up the other end of the ladder, but have you paid much attention to Kamo?
1: Yeah. I mean, if you look at Kamo's teamy. um, I mean, I wasn't a fan of the Higgins for um, DJ Moore trade that he made. Which is, since he made that trade, Higgins hasn't played a game. So um, DJ Moore went berserk on the weekend. Yeah, and then he's uh, very heavy on Denver and um, Pittsburgh players who play each other this week. So he uh, better hope that's a high-scoring game because if it ends up being ten to seven, he might only he might put up a low score this week. Well, he's, yeah, he's basically,
0: he's got two Chiefs, two Steelers, three Broncos in his starting lineup, and then he's got one of two other teams. He just doesn't want to watch football. he's got three Chiefs. Oh, oh, wow. That's two. He just literally, he just doesn't want to watch football. He wants to minimise his amount of time put into this league. So I reckon we should minimise our amount of time put into him. Let's move on. Um, Yeah. Unless you got anything to add on him, Keeney. Any nah, burning? No. Nah. No.
2: Nah. Nah. Just he's a great man. I'm I'm back on him. <laughs> how, good are the, how good are the days? Oh, uh, Jesus it was a,
0: inspiring stuff. Looking forward to a similar fairy tale story for the old Sensible haircuts over the course of the back end of the year. Um Kimish, the old curse breakers, 0 oh four. It's um it's pretty pretty brutal
1: down there at the moment. How are you feeling? Uh, been better. It's uh, a bit of sadness down at the Curse Breakers headquarters. The Kelsey curses plague the team. Um, so, we're currently in work on breaking that curse. And then once we do, it'll be spread, uh, back into the playoffs where we
2: belong. Is this, um, w- would it be right to say that you've never been 0 and 4 in your fantasy existence? Uh, yeah, I would, I think that is true. What a year to what a year to do it when there's a bit on the line. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, well, but it's not just I in I'm in one other league as well, and I'm 0 four in that
1: as well. So I'm 0 oh. eight across two leagues. It's just
0: dummy in this year. There's been wow. a bit of bit of talk, and I'll put this to you, and you feel free to respond. Bit of talk around there that you've just your eyes are off the ball. You've got too obsessed with sort of curating your property portfolio these days and you're not really you're sort of sitting at home like the monopoly man sort of tweaking your moustache and just counting all your properties and you're not paying attention to fantasy or at least not enough how do you respond to that
1: i mean that's fair i mean i do own four railroads and then an <laughs> so um you know you've got to make your profit somewhere
0: yeah we could have made it out of we, we upped the, the fees this year could have made it. Yeah, you still it. get
1: the same for winning. I guess if I'd won more, look, I'll, I'll win some weeks on the back end. It's yeah, we're still about this. <laughs> oh, are you, you pinning, mate.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you started flat right. so. I mean, we haven't talked about my team yet, but I'm, I'm feeling equally as bad. Um, but are you pinning all your hopes on Brandon
1: Bolden? Um, he wasn't too bad this week. You, you get, some, oh. look, you got like ten points or so. 11 points? That yeah. would be better than one, two, three, four, oh, you know, six, seven of the starting players in my that I started. So I mean, yeah. things are looking yeah. up with Brandon Bolden, I say.
0: Mm. Yeah, fair enough. And Mixon will he will be out this week. So who comes in? Bolden straight in? Or you're gonna uh, the old 51 Trey Sermon just slot him straight into the lineup?
1: Oh uh, no, probably Jamal Williams will think. Yeah, I mean, why not both?
2: I can just bring them both in. We've got a flex and a super flex, mate. If you need the Cincinnati running back, just give me a call, we'll do a trade. That's fine. Uh, look,
1: you know, I'm always up for a trade, but I don't trade for anyone named
2: Samaj. That's my personal rule. At 04, you might need more than a trade. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's um, it would
0: just be what was the line from the Patriots-America's game. Oh, it's going to be one hell of a story when you, <laughs> when you come back and win it from here. Um, let's, let's jump back to the other end of the ladder, and we talked about him a bit earlier, but top of the pops, 4-0, 50, the quest for six. Interesting, since the bet was made, so the Cam and Andrew double on one side of the bet, which obviously the way you guys perform influences Fitz's ability to make it, given you're in the same league. You guys are 2-6, and six. Fitz he's gone for and um, what are you guys thinking? We, we talked about his his the factors outside of his roster earlier when we were talking about how good he's gone. What are you guys thinking about his actual roster itself?
1: Uh, again, I was high on it to start with, but I think you look at like especially because obviously I compare it to mine, but so coming in, my strategy was there's gonna be less depth. you've got to have good play, like just consistency around. Whereas Fitzy's, and then that hasn't worked for me, obviously, on my team's dog shit. Uh, Whereas Fitzy's just gone, I need players who can score big scores. And then you look at this week, he's got Carson four, Singletary nine, Thielen seven, even Devontae 12. But then he's put up a Tyreek 47 and a Samuel 35. Like he's got those players, those boom week players. And then that's given him, what, the third highest score for the week? So, Mm. um, yeah, Fitzy's just put a fast, well, he put a fast on me. Um, anyway, yeah, they, I think the boom players, when there's less depth, then everyone's still going to have a couple of crap players. So you get those good players and it just makes a world of difference.
0: Yeah. I, I, I thought, um I agree with you. I mean, you're never going to lose if you've got someone putting up 47 in your team. It's probably fair to say. Um, the good old Tyreek, who literally he had two down weeks before it as well, and I think that's what's good about Fitzy's team is he's ridden through a couple of bust weeks from Tyreek, and then obviously he gets to cash in. But he's been managing to win the whole way through. The big one out of Fitzy for me is the arrogance of benching a quarterback to start Odell Beckham in the Superflex, and it cost him twelve points. Like, of course, Zach Wilson. I know he hadn't been great, but mm. he still plays quarterback. He put and and. All right, fine. If, you, if you're if you replacing him with Devontae Adams or something, but you're replacing him with Odell Beckham.
1: Mm. put up Literally five. cost him $25. If he played um, Wilson, he yeah. would have got high score for the week. Wow, you're right.
0: Mm. Interesting, that. And, of course, if we all remember, Fitzy went first on a defence, the Los Angeles Rams, minus mm. one they scored this week just if anyone is ever in any doubt yes defences can win your matches but the problem is it's random it's you don't know before the year who they are so just to make that point again for the hundredth time but anyway yeah, it.
2: just good to say that a waste to pick you are preaching to the choir
0: mate. No? <laughs> that anything else on Fitzy
2: no I mean it's it's obviously a pretty solid roster obviously four and o. He's he's these wide receivers are, are playing ridiculously well um You know, Tyreek's Tyreek. Tyreek can, seriously, I know running backs can too, but he can legit win a week for you. Like, how many people would have lost this week if you had Tyreek? Yeah. Basically no one. So I think think his running backs are adequate. Um, He's probably a little thin at running back too, but he's so strong everywhere else that it it hasn't mattered, to be honest, Mm. at this point. So we'll see if that hurts him. I think Chris Carson might not play this week or he's touch and go. So that could be interesting if he has to Mm. start a different running back. Um, with, with not a heap of depth But even Latavius Murray could be an okay start On any given week for, for Baltimore at the moment But who knows with that job That job keeps to, keeps rotating at the moment So um, that's probably his one issue And then probably the other issue Is just um, through the bye weeks With only um, two QBs on the roster and, and whether he can get through the season With only two QBs as well that, That's the only thing I, I see That can bring him undone mm, Yeah, Yeah, completely agree
0: He's the games, big games continue from this week because he's got Reese, who's on a bit of a heater coming off a big win as well this week. So good luck to him. Um, Jump back down to the sort of more bottom end and yourself, Keeney. We talked about your rip roaring form from the past week, one and three on the board. Deontay Johnson looked good. You brought DeAndre Swift in to shore up that running back position. Tony Pollard's just come out of nowhere. You would think there was no way he was ever going to be good while Zeke was playing, but just a completely
2: different unit this year. Um well, yeah, I think the best part about him for me is that actually he's he's actually been worked in quite mm-hmm. a bit into the offense, mm-hmm. which is probably um in previous years it was almost like when when Zeke needs a spell, we'll get Tony Pollard on for a couple of downs here and there. But he's legit like it's probably like a 60-40 split at the moment, and forty percent in that offense is valuable enough. Um, if he can yeah. catch a few balls and and run a few as well, so um, I'm I'm happy to start him. Obviously, I don't have great running backs, but I'm happy to start him as a running back too. For sure. Will you will you plug in P Ryan this week
0: if Mixon doesn't play?
2: Likely, yeah. I reckon over I will.
0: Rager or will you drop either yes. Swift or what? No.
2: no, definitely over over one of the wide receivers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Leviscus yeah. or
0: Rager,
2: yeah, yeah. Which is, I don't know what's happened. Uh yeah, I was gonna, say, I was gonna say I don't know what's happened, but my wide receivers aren't as good as I would have liked. But that's because you <laughs> took one. But um, that's all right. Hopefully Gallup comes back off IR as well, and Tua isn't too far away because Jacoby Brissett's not the answer for me. But I'm not sure Tua is either. So who knows?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean T- Trey Lance. Um, yes, he looked a lot better than he looked a lot better than Mike Fields has been looking.
2: Yeah, so I that's my. That at the moment, that's my biggest upside that I've got in my team is that, and it was the whole reason of drafting is I'm hopeful that I can play Lamar and Trey Lance every week from here on out. Who knows how optimistic I am with that. But I think they can be a really powerful one to duo in Superflex for sure. And then I can just get by with, with the rest. Kyle Pitts has still done nothing. So that's a concern. But not overly unexpected. But, um, you know, tight end premium next year again, that'll be, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Keep, keep pushing, pushing that. that never just keep pushing that. i just keep pushing that until it happens. Just, you,
0: yeah, you you like that, um, you know, subliminal advertising. You're just mentioning it over <laughs> and over again in the background. Um, I, I know the pain because I drafted Hawkinson in the year that he was drafted. And I was like, yes. this guy's a gun. And like, they just don't get used. But the difference with, I feel like they're trying to work him in a little bit in Atlanta. It's just that they're terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Which I I know like you're probably very happy to get rid of Calvin Ridley. So you weren't exposed to both of them as well
2: when we made that trade. Yeah. At that point in the year I was, because as I said to you, I mean, I mean, I think we all play in a a few leagues and, and when you play in a few leagues and you've got exposure to a few of these guys elsewhere, you're kind of happy to move that around a little bit. And I've certainly got some Ridley and Pitts elsewhere. Um So, yeah, I basically had enough of Matt Ryan and the Atlanta offense. And how about on the weekend? So Matt Ryan throws four touchdowns, all to running backs. Like, give me a spell.
0: (laughs) Well, Cordero Patterson won't have three touchdowns for the rest of the season. I'm sorry to say Woodsy or whoever it was that got him. But it it was just, you know, like one of those freak days that happens. But, yeah, annoying for... Going for everyone else, although it's not a bad thing because it, it always swings and roundabouts. Like if they keep working into him, eventually the defense stops double-teaming Ridley and Pitts gets more one-on-one looks, and you know, like it, it evens out over the long run. Mm. Um, you've uh, got three IR
2: guys. So you're carrying too many of them. Oh, look, I look up. I probably am. Um, ETN was a was a draft play that I'm I've almost got to see through now. Um, Gallup got injured in week one. Tour got injured in week two. So. Um I'm almost I don't know I don't I don't think they're droppable. Um Gallup should be back in a couple of weeks. So two is basically ready for the Jacksonville game, which is in uh two weeks as well. So they'll be both be back in two weeks. So it's, I've kind of I've waited it out this long. I might as well wait it out for another two and hopefully I can I can go two and oh or one and one in the next two and then have us have a crack at it towards the back end. But it doesn't come very easy this week with Dr. Jones on deck, so... Oh, no. Yeah. Well, We'll have to put out something special.
0: Yeah, well, speaking of Dr. Jones, might be a good spot to go next. So we called him the unequivocal 2021 Ocho Bowl champion earlier <laughs> yeah.
2: in the last podcast. On Q. Has anything changed? <laughs> well, there's a loss in the... the in, there's a one in the loss column. Yeah, but you can lose one. Like, you know, it's...
0: You
2: know, we didn't say he was undefeated. We might have actually said he would go undefeated, but yeah, I think. I mean, uh, look, for mine, just straight off the bat, like Kyler is um, a league-winning type QB this year. Eckler's gone nuts. He's looking good, and even Daniel, Daniel even Daniel Cooper, Cooper Cup, yep, definitely, and even Daniel Jones has been pretty good, and yeah. he hasn't really got much out of Stefan Diggs yet. So, like, no, he's got he's I still got agree. a bit of upside there with that team. So, um. You can give AJ Green a rest, but apart from that, um, I think the rest of his team's pretty good. I wonder if Josh Gordon will get a start at some point soon. Well, that's the thing with the... Weight, right? Yeah, yeah, it is.
0: Maybe. The, the, that's the thing with the AJ Green spot. Agreed, he's probably not. You know, he you know, a handy little stack. He would have been he's happy fine. when he caught a touchdown on the weekend, but he's fine. However, what he's got is he's got Will Fuller, he's got Josh Gordon, he's got Curtis Samuel, he's got Jarvis Landry at some stage. Who all of these guys, only one of them has to emerge as decent. And he just slots him into that spot. And he's still, like the yeah. rest of his team, no one's going anywhere. So, um, yeah. and I really like having guys like Naheem Hines sitting on your bench because you can just happily plug him in any, any buyer. Yeah, get your 12.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. The thing with Havers is I'm not sure he's used. He's not really used to being out in front. I've like chatted to him a couple of times about well, potential trades and he's just like, no, I'm, not, I'm just going to stick with the team at the moment. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you've got to be more aggressive, yeah. He's like, Yeah. He's this just... is the
2: time to shine. You're 3-1, you're, yeah. you're, you're in the window. But I think 50 there, and Havers are both feeling the same thing. If there's yeah. one thing I know
0: from previous years, it's when you're going well early, if you do nothing, it comes to an end. Like stuff starts to go wrong. You need to be constantly doing things with your team. Um,
1: yeah. So That's when you have the most... Like all your players are playing well. Yeah, you exactly. need to parlay them into players that are going to bounce back up. Yeah, exactly. make your team better.
0: Um, moving
1: on, let's
0: go to, oh, let's, let's go to Jared. Um, so Jared sitting at seventh, he's two and two. As um, we documented, celebrating the arrival of a new one. So Quite understandably, when I messaged him earlier about fantasy, he responded immediately. Like the dots were there as I looked for would Even literally got out of the app. Like so, he's absolutely all over it as always. Um, He's—I don't know. It's funny you said this last time, Andrew, and I reckon this is very true. He's an example of where you—you you can't help but think about a person's previous teams. Like I just really like—I'm not saying his team's bad or good, but I just constantly think of his team is really hard to beat without even looking at it. I've got him this week, but. Um, I don't know. Just and looking at the side, I think it's relatively strong. Not, it's probably not not at the level last year's was for sure. And he's been a bit unlucky with David Montgomery and Christian McCaffrey both getting injured. Um, and he's got Rob Gronkowski who started like a house on fire, doubtful as well. But yeah, he's he's got decent enough depth to be able to plug guys in there. What do you guys reckon? Uh,
1: yeah, I think his team. I mean, he's, like, uh, he's just got those good, like, Waller. And so I was chatting with Reese, and after the last podcast, we were talking about how he doesn't have a sort of wide receiver that can go off. And he's like, oh, it's a bit unfair you've pinged him for that when he's got Waller who can put up 30. So, um, yeah, I'll put a ret- uh, give a retraction that we unfairly <laughs> dog you there. Um but yeah, he's uh, the Burrow chase stack. He just seems to get a forty-yard touchdown each week. It's um, yeah. pretty crazy. He just—I guess he didn't get one this week, but he's still seventy-seven yards. So for a player they didn't really didn't want, he ended up—he looks pretty good, Chase.
0: Yeah, I reckon he looks great,
1: and I feel like he's—he's—he could easily
0: this year be that Waller type who can put up a huge score. Yeah. Because he, he, he doesn't like he does the big plays, but he, he does the short routes and stuff as well. He could easily build into being like what Jefferson was last year, I reckon.
1: Yeah. And Pittman's looking good as well. And I mean he looks to be a, a good keeper candidate as well because they just target him constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean I think I
0: I reckon any side that's got Burrow and Herbert, there's a pretty big upside on both those guys, particularly Herbert. He can put up some massive scores and um yeah, they're they're going pretty well at the moment. So I reckon he's with Waller with Herbert, Jonathan Taylor's looking pretty solid as well. Like they've got a reasonably good floor, I reckon, he scores. He's not gonna he's not gonna put a score in the eighties this year,
1: I wouldn't have thought. Yeah. Um, way he's got it. It's just a very different team than you expect from Jared. Like, I right, again, it's you, you expect like good wide receivers, where it's sort of he's got these underrated wide receivers, like strong quarterbacks, and then he, I mean, he always has Waller the dog. So, uh, I mean, at least that's part of the course. Um, yeah. What were your thoughts on his trade for Taylor? Um, who did he trade for him again?
2: Yeah, run me so, by that one again.
1: It was. Taylor um, for CEH and
2: that's right, Jacoby Meyer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I
2: think, yeah, look, I think Taylor started pretty slow. um, But he had a better week on the weekend, um, had a better week this week. But um, probably his, the only issue with him is just he's not really getting too involved in the pass catching game, which is a bit frustrating. but I suppose Clyde, like if you watch, if you watch the Chiefs and the way they use Clyde Edwards helaire um, it's it would be very, very frustrating to own him, I would think. Um, they get inside the five, 10 yard line so often and Mahomes just throws it. Mm. Nonstop. Nonstop. Mm. Um his They're one T D this week was a one yard shovel pass from Mahomes at the one yard line. Like yeah. that's the way he got his touchdown. They don't they don't trust him to run it in.
0: Well, I I don't think it's that. I reckon it's just they're literally – they're unstoppable at that, you know, in the five-yard line because they spread the offense and Mahomes basically just runs these, like, read options where he, like, shovel passes it to someone or, like, he he just – he's got too many tricks that, like, you can't defend the whole thing. And he can run it himself. It's like – like, it's so good. Um, I had Mahomes last year and it's so good watching because it's just like he's getting a touchdown. Of some yeah. sort I don't know what it's going to be It could be a shovel pass It could be a proper pass It could be him running it. But just Like it, They don't get stopped there either you know? Like I don't know what the stats are like With them kicking field goals But I don't reckon Butker's That great Because they don't kick many you just Once ones. they get close They get in Yeah Exactly Yeah um,
2: So would so If we redid the draft Would you be comfortable Taking Mahomes at one I know you. I think you said McCaffrey Early days I know McCaffrey's injured So I'd, I don't want to be biased by that but no, I'd still what you McCaffrey. reckon? I'd still take McCaffrey because I just back think back. like
0: in in a in, you know if the season restarts, I just think we talked about the, the the full-on league winners. Like I reckon there's there's a handful of guys that score the 50s, you know, the 40s and 50s. McCaffrey's one, I reckon Kamara's one, um Hill's one, Hopkins can be one, Devonte Adams is definitely one. There's only like six or seven of these guys, I and, and like, sure, Mahomes can, but week to week, yeah, yeah, Kelsey, yeah. but um, like, I just feel like it's such an advantage of running backs. But I mean, yep. put it this way: if you got pick two and McCaffrey's
1: gone, there's not even a second thought, at least for me.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, when you look at Mahomes, like he's sort of he's put up so two thirties and then two twenties, where it's like obviously he's amazing. So you're getting that, it's just a good quarterback that's sort of getting 10 more than, you know, a standard quarterback every week where he's like, he has a bad week and he puts up 22 against the charges. Yes. Like, so you're getting that's that high difference. four, but as a quarterback, can he put like, he doesn't rush, especially like he rushes a little bit and he will do the occasional touchdown, but, um, you know, he's, he's probably not going to put up a 45 point game. I think he's done one or two in his career, but, um. yeah, it's you can't bank on it. So like every week.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. I'm just going back to the draft, right? If you if you look at... So let's say you've got pick one and you come home and you take Mahomes. Obviously, in Superflex, like we've said, there's a huge advantage in being able to like... You're going to get a big leg up in the quarterback position so I'm just looking at. So you could have got Mahomes and Rodgers, or Mahomes and Russell Wilson. Let's say like two kind of thereabouts. How? No one's done that. How? How strong do you reckon? Like, does that just set your team up? Would you reckon it just handicaps you, where you you're just too far behind the other positions?
1: Oh, uh, I four think
0: four weeks in, looking back on.
1: Yeah, it, you've sort of. I mean, i say it really depends on hitting on those late picks, obviously, but it also like. Then do you go running back like three and four? And then you end up with sort of those running back, like you don't have sort of that star running back. Um like and then you miss out on those sort of high upside wide receivers, like you miss out on a um like a Thielen or a um cup or something there, because you've got to take the running back. So it's I mean, I think it could pay off, but it's you know, it's a bit like Fitzy's team where He's gone wide receivers early, so yeah, his quarterbacks and running backs aren't that great. So it's, you yeah, know, that payoff. Like, I don't know, I'm assuming someone will do it probably next year when they're like, I don't want to have shit quarterbacks again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, I wish I hadn't done this and clicked on draft recap because it popped up with my projected 14-0 and season <laughs> that uh, the draft predicted me to do. Yeah. Um, So, anyway, I won't ever click on that again. Um, But I just probably good segue into my team, which is the other of the outside the six teams. So, obviously, I'm one and three. Um, Started off with a comfortable win and then have just got... uh, I've just got done, (laughs) basically. Like, I've not... This week was a pretty shocking scoring week, but for the most part, I'm up against good scores. I haven't really got near it in any of them, though, which hasn't been great. Um, So... Yeah, what are you guys making of the sensible haircuts
1: at this point of the year? Um, so sort of, I mean, is your um, success tied to Jameis having a good game? He's having a good game was the mm. game you won, so maybe if he has a good game this week, you win another W.
0: Maybe.
1: I don't know. I, I, I'm in a real
0: quandary at the moment, because I really like my team. And I don't know whether to just go, stats don't lie, you're one and three, you've got to change a bunch of stuff, or just go, no, I like it. I'm just going to write it out and just say, no, it's, you know, I've just had a few unlucky weeks. Like, I don't, like, there's nothing, I know a lot of people in the league probably just, we've got both personality types. There's people who just go, no, I'm not changing anything. I'm just going to literally stand on my sinking ship till it hits the bottom of the ocean. And then there's other people, and I'd say, like, Ben's probably like that. Um, Havers might be a bit like that. Whereas I reckon there's others like Jared, Andrew, Woodsy, who would just trade everything the second the slightest sign of trouble, trying to like constantly work into a better team. Um, I don't don't really know which way to go because I just, I just really like it. Just feel like it's strong, but I just, it clearly isn't based on my results so
2: far. I think think it's, I was going to say, my point of view is that I reckon you've got, you've got a lot of strong players that are just underperforming at the moment. So that's why I understand why you like your team, but at the same time, you're one and three. You look at Hopkins, Ridley, AJ Brown in particular, they're three blokes that are that are supposed to be stars um, of, this, of this league and have just been either injured or a little bit underwhelming. So whether yeah, that yeah. turns, I'm sure it will, but I, uh, that's why I understand why you like your team, but it just hasn't been scoring that well.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd put Kamara in that category too. Like, I think yep. Kamara, Hopkins, Ridley, and AJ Brown are all averaging less than 15 points a game. And then Mark Andrews is averaging touch over 10. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is just Andrews like none of those guys, a- you, you take more from all of them. But yeah. I mean, do you wait for them to bounce back or do you just go, oh, they're not as good as I thought they were going to do something?
1: With it. And Andrew's having wow. not caught a touchdown. Like that was mm. – I had him last year and that was – he either caught like two touchdowns and he was a tight end one or two or he, didn't, or he didn't catch anything and he had like three points and
2: suddenly he's missed a consistent just getting 10 points. Yeah. Well, one more week of uh, disappointment and maybe that uh, decides it for you. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. don't
0: know. I feel like I've – um I, I'm really, I, I just really can't see how I blow it all up. Just, just, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's so hard. But I've never been happier with the draft team, which is just what <laughs> it makes one and three so challenging to um to figure out what to do with. But
2: I'm sure you could anyway. get uh, something nice for Kamara, mate. Just have a have an ask around, have a sniff. I'm sure. Well, I,
0: you know, like, I'm not gonna say I don't need him,
2: but. I've got Kamara, oh, Chase Edmonds. No, no, no. But as, I, I mean,
0: like, I'm definitely going to take a downgrade of the position, but I guess a lot of teams we've talked about are really struggling at RB2. I've already traded out Swift, and I've still got, obviously, we talked about Damien Williams, who's short term, um, but I've also got Josh Jacobs, I've got Edmonds, I've got Kamara. So I've got, like, I could trade him out and not get a running back back, and I'm not going to have problems having RB1 in their team players to take up his spot, um, which is which is something. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see what happens there. The real disappointment for my team, obviously, on the weekend was the Logan Thomas injury. Um, as predicted, just holding up top seven tight end in the year through the first three <laughs> weeks. And then one minute in, just gets, gets injured and obviously going to be out for a bit. Stuffed up his game, stuffed up his ranking. I started him for the first time, stuffed up my game again. I haven't had a good sure. run with players. It was, a
2: good, it was a good start as well against Atlanta. They suck. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it,
0: I know. I literally have had a, I mean,
2: you know, when you're one and three, you can't complain. You,
0: you, it's your own fault. But I have had a shocking run of players getting injured in the first quarter, scores of like 0.3 or 0 or whatever this year. So it was just... I, feel, you, I
2: feel your pain, Steve. I feel your pain. Happens to all of us.
0: Um, all right, let's move on. So
2: yeah, now we've kind of, we've got rid of the,
0: the sort of also rants at this point of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've talked to the top two teams, but there's three to go. And I reckon this is where a lot of the interesting stuff is. So let's maybe start with the old spot himself, Woodsy, the Pleats and Potatoes. He's had a loss on the weekend, dropping three spots, um, sitting at six at the moment with two and two. Um is it Josh Allen is his entire team, or is there is there a little bit more to the, the
1: Woodsy, quandary than that? Oh no, his team's looking pretty good. Just on, so I was having this discussion with Woodsy uh, uh, before this weekend, uh, where I was trying to do a trade with him, and he said Mike Williams completely off the table because he just has so much value as a keeper next year, and then I'm like. Well, no. You could win the league this year if you trade him. He's like, oh, but I could trade him at the end of the year. I'm like, yeah, but he could get injured or he could start being crap. Like, and kind of like, he's got probably the most value. Like, he's going to have the same value now. Where he, like, you should be trying to get a star for him. Yeah, and he's just like, no, nah, he's off the table.
0: What um, round did you take him in?
2: Uh, it's an injury, interesting, interesting quandary, isn't it? In terms of when to cash in on on so a player he, like Mike
1: Williams? He took him in the 13th, so he can keep him for a tenth rounder next year.
2: Or right, which is if
1: Mike he trades a, him, it's the same scenario, right? Yeah. So whoever got him would keep because he hasn't been cut or anything. He would keep yeah. him for the same. Yeah. Oh, so if if you traded like a a fifteenth rounder,
0: yeah, you to get him someone else, away. they
1: get the twelfth rounder for him the next year. Yeah, the value stays the same unless they get cut. Oh, all
0: yeah. right.
2: You didn't, know that.
1: No, I didn't. I was, I thought we were playing tight end premium as well. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's screwed. <it's crazy. laughs>
0: um, his he, his problem is his his quarterbacks. Okay, plain and simple. He's got Ben Roethlisberger, who literally who could mm. die at any minute, the way he looks at the moment, and yeah, Andy Dalton, who oh, I know they're saying he'll come back as a cute like starting quarterback. He just he's also a dead man walking. And that's it. Yeah. After that, he's got zilch. So Josh Allen's going to have a buy at some stage. If Josh Allen gets injured, like, yeah. his season's done.
1: It's, it's just he's, he's, he's so thin in that position. He's so going to have to he, trade. Yeah.
2: Can he win it without trading for one?
1: Well, is Fitzpatrick no, going to get the job back when he comes back or is Heineke locked it up? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I,
0: he's, no, nah, he can't win it without trading. That's my, my opinion.
2: That's a good call, though, because he does have Fitz on IR and Fitz will be back in a month. Um, so whether he can get him through, but I'm with you at the moment. It's um, Roethlisberger's, you just can't start him at the moment, I don't think. Um, but look, he's he's number three for scoring, Woodsy, at the moment. So credit where credit's due. DJ Moore's having a great year. You know, Aaron Jones, he's got a top 10 option at basically every position. Mike Williams, we've touched on. Yeah, Cordero Nick, Patterson, he confidence, like far out.
0: He's, he's going Patterson to get some league-winning weeks
2: off Metcalf different times. But how's Corderell Claude, Patterson? He's running back three on the season. Like, yeah. it's just... So he's got him and Mike Williams. You could sell them both to, I don't know, you could package them up and get something pretty special. What would you give for the two of them? Um, oh, it depends. It depends kind of what you needed, I suppose. Yeah. Um, you would would at, you would you give
0: it? Say you had three fine quarterbacks. Would you give your best yep. one for those two? No, nah, I'd look at like the middle one. All right. So okay. So say you've got, um, like, say you've got someone like Wilson. Then you've got Kirk Cousins. Then you've got you know, one of the rookies, some hack. Yeah. You would
2: trade Cousins for the two of them. I think you'd, you'd think about it for sure. Would you? Uh,
0: it
2: no. depends what you're like in those two other two positions, though. But you are buying
0: Yeah, by... yeah. yeah, let's assume that you're probably going to at least start one of them every week and the other one's going to be your first reserve with that position. Yeah.
2: And look, you are buying into the Mike Williams keeper aspect of it. So maybe Woodsy's best move is to hold him because he might end up being just awesome this year and then he'll be awesome next year and he'd he, yeah. he kick himself.
1: I think oh, one thing I didn't touch on with that as well was Williams is so injury prone it was why I was like, I would be trying to get value out of him as mm. soon as I could, because he just, oh, he always ends up getting banged up. So, um, but I mean, yeah, if he ends up, he team ends up playing out and then he's still playing like this at week 10, he may be able to get him, like, just trade Williams straight up for a good piece that's better than Williams that can't be kept. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. It,
0: it, it adds a really interesting dynamic, doesn't it? The old keeper. I mean, I, funny, I was just looking up how old Mike Williams is 27. I was thinking he was 27. Like, I thought he was like 30. I don't know why. It just seems older. Nah. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. It's, I mean, they, they're absolutely top of their value right now, those two. I know yeah. Williams wasn't as good this week, but I still, I can't see his value going higher. Um, yeah, I mean, look. Either way, wins are wins early. So Woodsy two and two is fine, and he's as you said, he's one of the top scoring teams. So can't complain too much there. Um, the next one is Reese. He's three and one. Um, obviously started two and zero, had a loss, and then bounced back with a strong win. What do you guys think? I mean, he's it's pretty pretty nice looking team to be honest, but only – we documented his sort of weakness at tight end, but what was a strong team to start with, I reckon, is just probably got stronger based on the form of some of the
1: mid-tier guys. Yeah, and I think as well, like, Cook really, like, he's sort of – he's had a couple of injury weeks and things like that, where he hasn't had those big weeks that you drafted him, a pick three, I think you took him um, – mm. So I mean if he can come back and be normal Dalvin Cook, it's gonna make his team pretty hard to beat. Like Marquise Browns look really good. They like passing the ball more. Yeah. Um Cooper always goes later in drafts than he should. I, like everyone's just like, oh no, he's injury prone, like he's but then he always just ends up catching ten balls a game and eighty yards and a touchdown. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think good. he's he, there's, there's been a good result for with Jalen Hurts, who I'm not convinced is a very good real-life quarterback. But in fantasy, he's just he's got such a high floor, but he's got a pretty good ceiling too with his rushing. And um, he's been awesome awesome for him. This year, he's QB3 on the year. So that's, uh, yeah, that's been, a really nice QB2 to have with Aaron Rodgers, who can always have a, a pretty high upside in any given week. So to have those two as you're starting QBs, despite him not having... Any others on the roster, which which may be a concern, but um, certainly uh, those two are getting it done for him at the moment.
0: Yeah, agreed. And I think the other thing I'd comment, I reckon Melvin Gordon's, I know he probably had one massive play, which might inflate the numbers a bit because I think he had like a 70-yard touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But that aside, like you go into his depth, and I reckon James Connor has. Almost shown that he's got some value on his own, even though Edmonds is good this year. Like he's getting all the goal line stuff, and he can, he, he, you know, sure. he's Alexander Madison, like, he's good handcuff, but also you know, he's stood up as a handcuff. If that makes sense, like there was a, yep. some question marks around in previous seasons. Tyler Boyd's good depth. Um, you, know, I, I just, you know, I just yeah, I just feel like he's, he's got a bit off the field as well. Antonio Gibson hasn't really set the world on fire yet, so there's upside. So no, I reckon he's looking in a pretty
2: pretty good spot. Yeah, I agree it's a, it's a pretty strong starting lineup for sure.
0: Um, and then he obviously this week he comes up and he's got to come up against the Fitzy juggernaut. so who knows what mm. that means He might wheels might fall off for him real quickly, but at the moment he's looking good. And then the last team at looking good at the moment um, probably was the joke of the draft drafting basically no one at a position. Um, when he drafted the old injured out for the season tight end of Smith Jr., but he's Dale. He's um he's looking pretty good. It's 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 not a particularly attractive lineup to look at with names popping out at you. There's a lot of age and experience there, but just Derek Henry is being Derrick Henry. Nick Chubb hasn't even been Nick Chubb yet. Like he's got a lot of upside there. Evans Cooks is. Cooks has been a revelation. Kenny Dolliday finally found a bit of momentum on the weekend. Derek Carr's got a new lease of life. Mike Davis has probably been as good as you could have hoped for at Atlanta.
2: I don't know. I feel like he's, um, he's in a pretty good spot. Would you so say how's... that... No, You go, Kenny, sorry. No, I was just going to say, how's this, though? So if you look at the top five running backs on the year, Aaron Jones, number five, 74 points. Najee Harris, number four, 74 points. Then it pops up to Patterson at 83 points, number three. Eckler is our number two running back with 86 points. Then at number one, Derek Henry, 103. Like the yeah. guy just keeps churning, just churning points. He's, he's running back one again by a mile right now. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah. He's He just gets better as the game goes on, doesn't he? Yeah. Like he's, he started flat. Ten point seven fifty-eight
2: catching yards, a few, f- catching a few
0: balls now. Oh, hugely! He he's got um, so looking at his yards: so one eighty-two rushing yards, fifty-five receiving yards, week two, mm, one thirteen and thirty-one week three, one fifty-seven and twenty week four. And yes. that's not to mention that he gets all the touchdowns because he does every goal line carry. He like yeah.
2: he's yeah, he's one running, running back one again without question. And I actually think. If Nick Chubb didn't have Kareem Hunt there, like Nick Chubb is awesome to watch. If you ever watch, you probably yeah. don't watch Aper yeah. Cleveland, but he's a he's a seriously good running back. And if yeah. they didn't have Kareem there, he would just be he'd eat it up. He'd be almost be running back one, I reckon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Just on his team, would that. you
2: say that
1: his team is I would say the inverse of your team, where you've sort of got the sexy names that are underperforming while um Dale's just got the unsexy names like Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, Derek Carr that no one sort of was targeting coming in that he's just taken and they're just outperforming what everyone expected. And yep, you know, he's you know, three, one and one and you know what we
0: are. I've realised he's he's the Oakland A's, and I'm like this is in Moneyball, and I'm like the, you know, the I don't know the the Red Sox or something like I'm. I'm spending all the big money, getting all the great names, and he's just went um, with this ragtag bunch of misfits that he's,
2: you know, pulled from the minor leagues. But, I mean, he beat me by 65 on the week. Is that a, is that a, a sign of, of things to come? Because at the end of that movie, the Oakland A's general manager got offered a job by the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> so is he going to join forces next year with you? I, I've had an offer, actually,
0: from... Oh. This was after in the immediate aftermath, and I'm not gonna say who, and it wasn't Dale. But in the immediate aftermath of the trade when Andrew pulled Kelsey up from the reserves, someone messaged me and goes, Oh, well, if this is how it works, why don't I just be your seconds and we'll split the money at the end of the year? Have all my players. So it's not it's not as it's not as weird a question as you think, Kenny, around this whole yeah, offering other people um money to join forces, but no, I don't know. He's It's just getting the job done, and he's brought in Dalton Schultz this week, who he's immediately put into starting tight end, too, so I'm so excited about that. Love that. Uh, so, I mean, tight end was his problem, and he's, he might, as I said at the outset, he might spend his entire fab this year on tight ends, just getting whichever the flavour of the week is, but Schultz looks alright,
1: I reckon. Yeah,
0: he's so, been good the
1: last two weeks. I had him and dropped him for, I think it might have been Brandon Bolden, um, which, oh, no. I probably could have traded Schultz for something better than Bolden if I kept him, but... Well, if you
0: knew, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, you, you missed kind of the week where he sort of, you know, 17.8 just sort of stands out a bit.
2: So oh, anyway, Dale fran you, ar- you can almost argue Dale's got one of the most well-rounded teams in it. He's not weak at many positions. No, yeah. he, he's, his wide receivers he's got could fall away. He's got, with like, he's got these a bit guys, of upside but, there, like Claypool, Kirk. They're they're kind of upside guys. Yeah,
0: true. He does. He's yeah, you're right. He's, even Callaway, like if he ever, yeah. I don't know. It looks like it's never going to happen, but there's opportunity there for him, at least until yep. Thomas comes back. Um, and Matt Ryan's not a bad bench quarterback. Yeah, so. like I know we we're talking about being frustrated with him, but he's he still can give you a thirty, and he's probably going to give you a minimum of ten. Yep. So um, yeah, there's Raz. So anyway, I mean that's that's just, that's the team at the moment. So it looks like it's pretty open. I mean it's very early, and as you said earlier, it's, it's a longer season than normal. But five teams are three and one or better at the moment. And another three teams are two and two, and then for the rest of us, the ground to make up. Sh- hopefully that's the case. Shall we
2: do a very quick run through of the upcoming weeks games yep we'll just we'll just get through and um, see who's playing each other and a couple of key takeaways I reckon sounds fantastic so let's kick it off
0: with myself versus Jared um, hopefully Jared's a bit distracted with baby duties and doesn't bring his best to the game um, look I don't even as I said I've been projected to win by more than 20 every week this year and it's not working for me but the projection is to another 26 point win at the moment. Although Jared typically doesn't start a kicker and yes, he's not starting a kicker again at this point. So reduce that by six or seven or something. Um, What do you guys think? I guess we'll do our tips as we go.
1: Um, I'm going to tip myself because I always do. Where where are you guys at? I'm
2: going to tip Jared. He's got the new baby energy. You got to go with that. Yeah, it's a really good point. Um, I hadn't factored the new baby energy in. I was going to tip Steve. I will. I'll tip Steve. I think it's this is the week where your you, you better players start putting it together. Hopefully, AJ Brown comes back. You've got a little bit of a Friday night uh, a watch with Tyler Lockett, so that'll get you excited, Steve. I know you like to have a, something to look at um, on a Friday. So, um, well, it's Jack's birthday
0: Friday too. So speaking of baby energy, I don't know if yeah. that's going to give me a bit of a boost. On, on the Friday game and Tyler might come out. And be well,
2: Jack, Jack's probably about the same size as Tyler, so um, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully he can get you off to a good start. Let's hope so. Um, all right, next game, you've
0: got the Dr. Jones-Habers coming up against yourself, Keeney. Big one for both teams. We've pumped the tyres to smithereens of Habers and then he's gone and lost to Fitzy. And then your, your momentum is building... Keeney, Havers projected to win by 22 at the moment, but um, obviously a bit of water to flow under that bridge as well. What are you guys thinking?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, you got to go with Havers. He's the star of the show. Besides, I guess it's Fitzy's the star of the show so far this season, but a close second with Havers. So um, I think he'll get back on track and uh, just take care of business against Keeney.
2: Yeah, no, it's a a fair call. I'm hoping, um, I'm hoping Trey gets the start in the Bay for San Fran. Although it is against a pretty good defense, but I'm not a huge fan of starting Jacoby Brissett against Tampa Bay either. So uh, I'm hoping, yeah, Trey. we be chasing points. Yeah, sure will be. Oh, he will be. Yeah, that's a fair call. And even if, um, as I said, if if Mixon is out, I'll happily start. Piron in that spot as well. So we'll see what happens. But I'm pretty, I think I'm a pretty big underdog, but I'm going to back myself in anyway. So up yeah, we
0: go. You could, yeah, you, you could. Your, your projection's never going to look where, good. But
2: where, I feel like you're. you're Lamar, um... where do you a Lamar 50 game, aren't we? Well, look, Lamar could go berserk. I'm a Against big in, fan of Kyle Indy, Pitts. Indy's defense sucks. Yep.
0: Like, and, where'd you? And they're like a fluky defense. They score special teams touchdowns and stuff. So they're not bad to start, but. Fantasy, I agree. They they can leak some points. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of Kyle Pitts. Just I guess it's in the UK because they've got the early game against the Jets as well. They might really use this one to get him going. Yes,
2: it is in the UK. Oh. I'm and shattered. It, yeah. I would have been at that game <laughs> if
1: I didn't. He's always perform he's always
2: performed well there as well. So that's um that's good. I believe he's he's one sixteenth
0: British. Yeah, I've heard so, that. Homegrown yeah. talent. Yeah, yeah, and it's from an athletic side of the family too. Apparently, the um, the relative was a narrow miss, narrow missed out on an Olympic selection trials.
2: Yeah, I think it was pole vault, from memory. Yes,
0: correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 finished third. Top two got through. So disappointing for the Pitts family, but obviously he'll have a point to prove. So, or I'm maybe sure. it was.
2: It actually might have been long jump. In into the Yeah. <laughs> <the pits. laughs>
0: <laughs> Actually, I believe he was—he was a dual event specialist. It was triple jump and long jump, both the pits.
2: Yeah, right. Real heptathlon sort of. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So there. Um. Anyway, so there's there's a few <laughs> omens on your side on that one. Um. The next one. Uh, who got, did you
1: tip? Sorry, many.
0: Oh, sorry. I'll tip. Um. I'll tip Dr. Jones Havers as well. Uh. You're the Haver. I can't I can't go against that. Um, right. Kelsey Clinton, Ben, the uh, curse breaker reserves comes up against the informed Dale. So, <laughs> projections at the moment, Dale's winning by just over 15. Um, what do you guys reckon?
2: Oh, look, and you've got to
0: go it,
1: with Dale. But, I mean, what an upset it would be if we got a, a Ben upset here. Got, uh, like yeah, I think he probably needs a Fields to suddenly show up and remember mm-hmm. that everyone why everyone wanted him on their team. Um, a City Land bounce back game, Crowder against Atlanta could put up a big one. Um, Tuba against Philly could also put up so, and then Brady can, against can Miami we, who he just
2: killed. So, can we really start the Bills defense against Kansas City here, please? Like. I know you're not. I know you're not really exploring the waiver wire, Ben. But maybe, maybe <laughs> rotate something out there.
1: Well, I don't think Jeez. he's changed his roster for this week. He hasn't. Like you're putting Darnell Mooney in after that week, so I think he brings Mooney in at yeah. some point during the week, probably for um, maybe even Damien Harris move Hubbard into the starting spot, but. Um, Feels like you're basically just giving a little coaching
0: here for the <laughs> for the apprentice on. Oh, you just make these moves, this is what I reckon you'll just
2: get. It, tune, tune in, tune in.
0: Yeah, the um the big one for me on Ben's team, the wild card, as it were. We talked about Kyle Pitts and his connection to the UK. Jamison Crowder, mm, um, obviously, yep. just across the ditch from France, where the old team name of it's pronounced Crowder, Crowder. Oh. So whether he gets a little bit fired up as he gets a bit close to some of those you know famous French battle grounds from World War I thought I. it
2: was I thought it was Crowder.
0: Oh uh, <laughs> it's it's yeah it's I will agree to disagree on that. I'm pretty sure it's Crowder. Um, but yeah it's it's controversial and it might just might just be that X factor. I don't know, but I'm still going to tip Dale
1: I'm switching my tip. I talked myself into Ben now. I'm going Ooh. for Ben.
0: Ooh
2: Jeepers, <laughs> wow. uh, I'll, I'll stick with Smith meniscus.
0: All right, uh, next one Andrew versus Camo, and Andrew's projected to win by 3.86. Was it 3.84? 3. 3.84. Um, yeah, so you know, I think I'm just going to tip Andrew, be done with it. Talk about Kamoto. I'll be
2: tipping
1: myself. Bounce back game. Get on the board. Get rid of our mate. That one.
2: I do always find it hard to tip against goggles. Um, I always do struggle with that. On prime time,
0: too. Tuesday
2: game, goggles. I know. But I'm actually with you. I think the Hunter Renfro's can cause an upset here. Um, I think it's time. I think. Um, you know he's got Mahomes, but you've got a bit of Kelsey there to cover off. I think you've got a few nice matchups. Sam Darnold can't keep keep rushing touchdowns in. Um, he's got a harder matchup this week against Philly, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I like yeah. a couple of your matchups versus versus his. Like even Tannehill versus Jacksonville. Hopefully they get Julio and AJ Brown back. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna stick with uh, the Curse Breakers. but
1: it sway you even further if I let you in on a hot tip that? There could be some curse-breaking action on the curse of Kelsey before uh, the Sunday game start. Oh, hold yeah, on! Yeah, that would that would tip tip the scales more in your favor.
0: And and I guess something that works against you at the moment is that Camo's on an absolute heater. Like everything is coming up Cummins at the moment. He's he's just won the flag, San Diego. Well, not San Diego anymore. But the charges are flying. Um, his fantasy team is is getting the job done. He's He's just up and about, but mm. curse-breaking action might tip that the other way. And I've got a feeling that you're going to strike gold whoever you bring in to replace Mixon. So you'll move Williams up into running back and you'll no doubt bring in a wide receiver like Ayuk or something. I reckon they
1: put up like 30. I reckon they go nuts. I just got a feeling it's going to work in your favor week. One good thing about playing Camo for me is if he has a good week, then Denver probably wins. So I can not play too mm. much? That's true.
2: Owen Owen five commission, it's not a place you want to be. No, Owen four is not a place I want to be. <laughs>
1: I'm
2: not well, sure anyone's
0: ever made it from Owen five. We no, did, no, I talked well, about
2: it on a pod last year. And I can't remember what we concluded, but I don't think it's been done. If you go Owen five, do you, do you really start thinking about bringing Hunter Renfro in to turn it around? No, am I in actually been good. Kelsey
1: for Renfro, straight up.
2: He's actually he been good this year. You? Like, we You've make fun it. of him, but he's been good, right?
1: Yeah, yeah well, he's. he's yeah. Fitzy can keep him for a 15th rounder next year. He might be untradeable.
0: Great point. That's a real... Well, Fitzy's... Got, okay, everything's coming up, Fitzy. <laughs> um Moving on to Cam versus Woodsy. So Cam's projected for 140, Woodsy 148. So an 8.7.7 uh, victory for Woodsy. Um, yeah. What do you reckon? Any, any hot takes on this one? It's
2: this just a good matchup. This is yeah. just a really good matchup. Um, mm. There's there's kind of pretty comparable players on both sides. Um, it's probably just the arrogance at the minute just to roll Mike Williams in the super flex over, oh, over Roth, which is uh, interesting at the moment. Or oh, he's still got Julio Jones on the bench if he comes, comes up. Um, but, yeah, the Baker Mayfield versus whoever you're going to throw in super flex is... I don't know if I'm going to say it could be the difference, but uh, I don't want, I don't think you want to be flirting with that sort of stuff. It's just real arrogance.
0: I I get that you're gonna you're gonna start Williams somewhere, but to not have a second quarterback, I just I just it's it's like I don't know. It's just disrespectful to the fantasy gods. Mm. Yeah, it's valid.
1: There is also some just nice matchups in this as well. You've got Woods v. Metcalf on the Friday game. And then you've got um Colts D v. Justin Tucker on the Tuesday, just to bring it home in a barn burner, hopefully.
0: Yeah, it's a fair point. I'm hoping the Houston offense goes berserk because I'm still bitter about missing out on the Patriots D on the waves tonight. So I don't want if, if they score 20 or something, I'm gonna be absolutely spewing because these are the ones you need. You just need a couple out a couple of wins through defenses and things. And I reckon the Pats D against Houston is one of those ones that could just cash in for Woodsy.
2: Without that. Um, All
0: right. So who are we tipping? I'm still going to tip Cam. Don't know why. Just have a feeling. I just I just don't
2: yeah
0: I reckon he's in some really nice form at the moment. Well not that Woodsy's not. I'm going to go to Woodsy.
2: Yeah. Um I'm going to go, Cam. I just think it's been a big week for Urban Meyer, and um, we'll just continue mm. that here. He <laughs> apparently laughed
0: laughed at by his whole playing group. Really? Yeah, he, he addressed the group about the. He cancelled the team meeting on whatever Monday when the crisis was happening, which kind of got people a bit like is he serious? And then he addressed the whole group, and then he walked out of the room, and everyone laughed at him. <laughs> So that's that's hopefully nothing like that going on down at the Cams. Just a, um,
2: a sneaky lappy for Urban. <laughs> We've all been yes. there. Oh,
0: well, I don't know about that. Um, uh, I reckon there's one person who will not be indulging in any sort of extracurricular activities at the moment is the recently married and 4-0 and o quest for sixth Fitzy. He's just not going to risk upsetting any apple carts the Way he's traveling <laughs> at the moment, he comes up against the Gibson free and only fan subs. Reese, big, big game in. The old four and oh versus three and one, huge. Um, two, two of the better teams in the comp, Fitzy 155, projected to win over Reese 151. So basically, four points
1: pretty much level. Mm, uh, Fitzy just the, the primetime players, he's got. Stafford, Carson, Singletary, um, Tyreek, Butka, and the Rams D all with prime time games this week. He's just won't even have to yeah. get up early. Just yeah. lovely. It is it's well, great,
2: isn't it? It's prime time fits a year, really. He is prime time.
0: Mm. I mean he's he's if we were the actual NFL and you're attributing like where the roster of games goes, you'd give him a Thursday night. Sunday night or Monday night every week. Oh, yeah. It's what like
2: I don't know about you guys,
0: but I'm pretty no, sure. You I have to yes. You when you log into the app, you look at your scores, and then you look at Fitzie's scores.
2: Without question. And then Woodsy for me, but um, <laughs> that's just because he lives in my last three, as he knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah
0: no, I know I just yeah.
2: And then Tyreek. Big big. stuff.
0: Big start to the week for Matt Stafford and Chris Carson versus Matt and, Gay.
2: And the defence.
0: Oh, yeah, and the Rams D. So if Matt
1: Gay just goes berserk, <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's over.
2: Yeah. I think
1: it is They're one like, of those things where you've got the kicker against the quarterback where they have a couple of drives where they come up short and you get, like, nine points and they get none from touchdowns. And you're just like,
0: how it's so to swing. How good is that
1: scenario when they
0: walk back out there on fourth down to go for it? And if you've got the quarterback, you don't even care what happens; you just stole three points off the kid. <laughs> it's um, it's the old free roll. Yeah. Now, look, I'm going to tip. This is controversial. No, I'm not going to be controversial. I'm going to tip fifty. The juggernaut rolls on. I just don't want to. I don't want to mess with any sort of bad auras of you know getting
1: in the way of the quest. Yeah, I'm getting on the Fitzy
2: bandwagon as well. Yeah, my only concern is if uh Chris Carson doesn't get up, he's he's I think his mispractice is a bit questionable, but he should be okay. Um and you cannot tip against Fitzy right now. So nah. Fitzy you, it you, is
0: if that happens, he'll just he just slot in Latavius, who basically looks to be like the RB1
1: at Baltimore. Mm.
2: Mm.
0: Now the prime time, why not?
2: Yeah. My, yeah, exactly, exactly right. There's no point doing this early morning stuff. Surely, surely though, Fitzie starts Jack Wilson, Wilson instead yeah. of Beckham.
0: Or if he's going to do it, if he's going to insist on starting a non-quarterback, at least make it Hunter Renfro.
2: It's a yeah, exactly right.
0: Like he's projected for more than Beckham anyway. It's not like it's even a ridiculous play. It's a it's a
2: numbers game. Yeah, it's a numbers game. But I mean, Zach Wilson against Atlanta—you just have to, don't you? Yeah,
1: surely. It's been
2: th- passable this week. Yeah, I was just going to ask one one question of Reese: um, any danger of just dropping Lev Bell now? Like, just let it go, mate. <laughs> just let that go. <laughs> what? What is, is when you, when you've got the NFL logo next year? Four weeks <laughs> in, just let it go. Yeah, he hasn't. You know, it's not happening. And no one's going to pick him up either. By the way, no one cares. Maybe Woodsy. it's
0: it's the equivalent of we talked about this last season, where they've just got the generic black helmet. And there's no
2: <laughs> yeah, the
0: shadow. <laughs> <laughs> if they've got that, or they've got the NFL logo, and they're on your roster, I would hate to break it to you, but you're not winning a championship. <laughs> yeah, and no one wants to pick him up either. <laughs> no, let it go. It's... <laughs> um <laughs> we'll see the podcast will come out overnight tonight and I reckon Thursday morning we see yeah by the time Reese has had a chance to listen to it whether it only takes your advice yeah, yeah.
2: no nah, and no, nah, I'll cop it either way and then probably let Bell get signed and start and whatever oh, he'll, he'll go <laughs> yeah exactly
0: he'll um he'll quickly get they'll realize that Mixon's actually up for the year and they'll quickly sign him and P Ryan will get dropped and it he'll <laughs> suddenly be an RB1. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, that's it. Big week. Big yeah. week. That's that's the games. It's it's I'll tell you what, if 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 I just say one thing about this coming week, after this, there is going to be Likely a couple of teams that are pretty much guaranteed to make it, and a couple of teams that are pretty much guaranteed to miss. Yeah. So it's a big, it's it's week. A big week in the context of the season. And if if we stick to this fortnightly podcast regime, by the time we next record, I'm calling it now, there'll be two teams season over, and there'll be three teams that are locked in.
2: Well, if if six and zero, do you do you start early on the tattoo? you just you just do you just, start? <laughs> do you just get it? Or he can at least get some drawings done. Like, is it, but what I'm, I'm serious, like, is it mathematically almost impossible for him to miss? We
1: could go 0 8 or whatever it
2: is. I won't them. let it happen. It's, it's Fitzy. Anything can happen. Oh, listen to that, Fitzy. That's motivational. If, if Fitzy goes on a massive
0: losing streak <laughs> to miss the playoffs and he's not playing a quarterback in the Superflex, it will be forever known as the Owen Wilson.
2: <laughs> Love it. Well,
0: that's me done. I'm out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you can't you can't top that. Yeah, no,
0: it's, it, it's a it's a it's a dad joke, but you know, that's the sort of work I that's roll these days. Um it certainly is. Well look, thanks boys. Um congrats again to Jared on the arrival of lovely young Mabel, and congratulations to the commish on the arrival of a lovely lovely young apartment. Um, exciting times all around.
1: Definitely lifted our mood turning some fantasy football after the down start. Yeah, I'm glad you
2: blokes have pepped up a bit.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, well, I'm about to go just down a litre of connoisseur ice cream and then cry myself to sleep. I'm going to go watch the third
2: quarter replay of the grand final very good